We welcome you to the God of Wonders radio program and we're so delighted that you've joined us. May the Lord bless you richly as you hear his word tonight. The message is entitled The Curse of Pride and How to Overcome It by Pradeep Stephen, first heard at the Bowery Mission Men's Center in Harlem, New York City. This sin of pride is the root of many other sins in a person's life and we want to be sure that we destroy it before it prevents us from receiving the blessings of God including heaven itself. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Pride is one of the marks of the devil himself. How many of you know the devil used to be an angel, right? In heaven. And one day he said, who does God think he is? I can be just like him. He's just there because he got first pick. I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a shot. If I get a shot, I can do a better job than God. That's pride, right? That's foolishness because God created Lucifer and everything. So pride comes in and it makes a person think that they are in charge. That's the beginning of the downfall. Pride is a mark of Satan. Satan said, I will ascend to the throne of God. Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 16. Satan said, I will become like the Most High. I will be number one. That's the mark of pride. The eye of Satan. Pride is a mark of the children of the devil. When you find somebody born again... Like we said uh, a couple of weeks ago, there's a new spirit that God puts in. And it opens your eyes to see, you know what? Living proud is really taxing my soul and my brain. You ever see people on the subway? You're looking at their sneakers, right? You've got to make sure there's no mark on it. You've got to check the clothing. That's all it is. I mean, half the time they're looking at themselves. My headphones, who's looking at me, you know, my sneakers. Sometimes they even go like this and they wipe the sneakers off, right? Make sure nobody steps on it. And they're doing all this dance because to them, I have to look good. It's about image. But you know what? Inside, they actually have nothing without God. It's just a false, you know, outward appearance. So how, how sad it is that people live for the image. When you look at the girls' magazines, even 17 or something like that, they're always pumping out an image for all the little girls. Maybe you have daughters, like I have daughters. You know, and you have maybe uh, nieces or grandchildren, granddaughters. The devil's busy trying to suck them into a mold. And he's always telling them, if you fit this image that we're pushing out, pumping out, then you made it. Another lie, right? Because they try to fit that image, spend the money, spend the time, the energy. Then they meet Mr. Wrong. What happens? Disaster. Right? They just realize they've been hoodwinked. But if we have the Lord, we can see ahead. It says a prudent man, a wise man, sees evil far away. Before he even comes and touches him. And he, what he does is, he avoids it and says, I'm going this way. But the simple, the foolish, go right into the arms of Satan. And they get into that trap. So this is the beauty of God and the love of God. That he comes and shows us, this thing called pride is a deadly sin. We're going to see, we're going to go in depth with this today. Because the Lord wants to show you just how deadly it is. And how deceitful it is. And how destructive it is to a man's spirit. As well as the soul and mind. You know what? If somebody says, I'd like to rob a bank. And they never saw anybody get caught. Right? Or if somebody got caught, they just went to reform school for half a day. Now what are the chances that that person is going to try that again? High, right? 
But if you're here, like in some countries, you get caught robbing a bank, they might put you to death. Now what are the chances that somebody's going to do that? Pretty slim, right? Because they know the consequence. That's why when we look at the Word of God or we look at pride or something like that, we look in depth. So we know the exceeding, as the Bible says, deceitfulness of sin. It's very, very tricky. But the goal of the devil and sin is to destroy a man's soul. When I realize how dangerous and deadly something is, I, got, I start telling myself, I cannot go on with this thing. I've got to destroy it before it destroys me. And that's how Satan felt, the pride. Pride can lead... Pride can lead to murder. Murder starts with anger, right? People get angry because of pride many times. If somebody stepped on my sneakers by accident, a lot of people don't even give a chance to hear the other person say sorry, right? Immediately it's throwdown time, right? It's you made a mistake, now you got to pay for it. That's pride. They don't think, you know what, maybe this guy is mentally off, right? Maybe he had a hard day. Maybe it was an accident altogether. And he even says, sorry, but people are looking at me now. If I don't say something and do something, I look like I'm W-E-A-K. Weak, right? So it's about pride again. Look how many things pride will cause a man to do. When it comes to the Word of God, there's another thing. Pride is an unhealthy sense of the me, myself, and I. Self-importance. I'm the man. I'm number one. You have to meet my needs. If you don't meet my needs, see ya. I met coworkers like that. Years on the job. They married one person. They said, she couldn't meet my needs. So I said, bye. Married another person. Couldn't meet my needs. Bye. You see? Because the importance is about me. Now, God gives importance to you and me as individuals because he loves us, right? He, we're made in his image. We're important. We're not, not important. We are important. But an unhealthy dose and attitude of self-importance is pride. That can get us in trouble. It's also despising others. A person who has pride looks at other people and say, he's not, he's not like me. He can't do what I can do. He doesn't have the clothes I have. You ever hear that growing up? How many children were destroyed? Their personality, right? Even their focus in school because somebody said to them, you're not good enough. You're not like me. That's pride. It's a deadly thing to affect people, to hurt people. It's also the behavior toward other people. It's a despising. It's, you know what, a refusal also. When somebody has pride, it's a refusal to humbly receive and learn. I want to tell you up front, this has been a tremendous burden on my wife and my heart to share with a lot of people across the country and across the world, even in our messages. And that is... You cannot imagine how many people we have counseled or have come to hear the truth. The great majority of them, unfortunately, when it comes to something from the Word of God that's going to help them, they put up a wall immediately. Nope, can't do that. Nope. No, that's not me. Get into it, you know, because of the pride. But the man who says, wait a minute, you're saying that I have this problem or, or this is what I need to do. Let me think about that. I want to know more. That's the right attitude. Not, nope, I can't do that. I can't stoop down to humble myself. I can't, I can't pray. I can't do this. I can't do that. I want to do things my way. That's very dangerous. Because we're going to see in a moment, when somebody has pride, they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. 
They're going to miss heaven if they have pride. That's how deadly it is. Second, they're never going to grow spiritually. Somebody can know the Lord and say, I've been in church and I've known the Lord for many years. But you know what? Unless they have received the instruction of God continually and keep changing their lives and allowing God to change them, they're going to remain a pygmy for the rest of their life. That's sad. They're going to be a dwarf, stunted. So they might be 35 years knowing God, but they never let God's word come in because they did put a barrier. That's what they said. I was on drugs. I passed out, and they rushed me to the hospital. And but for the grace of God, oh, I know who saved me. I, pe- I met people in the hospital like that. I know who saved me. It was God. And I don't take no credit for nothing. My mom always taught me, be thankful to God. That's not enough, though. That's a great start. If you look at the rest of their life, they have nothing to do with the Word of God. So what happens is the rest of their life, all they know is, I know God helped me, but I still don't have a relationship with Him. And I guess I get around to when I get to my deathbed again. What are the chances somebody's going to get to God on the deathbed? Is very slim, very slim. Even though it's possible. You know why? I'll tell you why. When somebody keeps putting God off when they're healthy and they have their mental faculties, they can make decisions. When they're in a good state and they keep pushing God off and they scorn him, scoff at him, when it comes time to die, the devil will capitalize on that person's fear right there. They'll be so afraid of the unknown and the judgment, they won't be able to think straight. How can you have faith? It's a deadly thing. So I always tell people when I witness them, because I've seen many people die who refuse the word of God. When you get a chance to hear the word of God, humble yourself. I have to humble myself. We have to say, Lord, what do you have for me today? I want to grow. I want to be in the straight and narrow. I want to flourish. I want to be blessed all around. It's a refusal to hear and agree with the truth. A pride will make a person say, I don't agree with that. I've heard that many times. Have you ever heard that? When you tell somebody the word of God, maybe your family or maybe you've seen that happen, right away, uh, I don't agree with hell. I can't understand why God, a good God, will send people to hell. And they don't want to listen. God gives every human being a choice. All they know is, the reason I'm in my mess is because God don't love me. Is that the truth? No. The truth is, you made a wrong choice, right? Or, if you're a child, somebody made a wrong choice for you. We can't blame God. So, the devil makes people... To curse God when things don't go their way. And when things go well, they take the credit. Imagine that. What a satanic twist, right? It's a refusal to change and repent. That's the death blow from Satan right there. That's deadly. When God says you got to change and a person says no, they just seal their own fate. You know what I have to tell myself about this thing called pride? I've got to tell myself from my spirit that pride... Can we say that together? Pride will kill my spirit, soul, and body. That is the truth. Because it starts out with saying, it's about me. Who are you to tell me? See, pride? I know better than you. I don't need your advice. Throughout our life, we've said those things. And sometimes it's cost us. But if we humble ourselves, I used to say to people, when God humbled me and saved my soul... I got to a point where I told people, I said, even if a little child comes up and yanks on my pants, maybe even when I'm preaching, he says, you're wrong. 
Now, if I was proud, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, this child is bothering me, you know? <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. But if the child says, Ephesians 3.20 says this, gives me a scripture. What I should do is really think about that and say, well, what does that say? Maybe the Lord is trying to speak to me through the child. You know how many parents who were going through divorce, going through a lot of trouble, God used the child to come in the middle to open their eyes? You know, they could have really destroyed themselves. So, but it takes humility to really say, I want, I want to be able to hear what God is saying. And what, what we should do is, brothers, let me tell you this. This is tremendous for your lives, as it been, has been for me and for everybody. Let's make up our mind to say, I don't care who says what to me, what way the Lord wants to speak to me, whether it's through a bird, whether it's through a child, whether it's through a minister, whether it's through a guy in the street, through a friend, through a family member, through an enemy. If it's truth coming out that I need to check myself, I'm going to take it. That's going to be a tremendous turning point in your life because that humility will open the gateway to receive God's counsel. And only God's counsel is going to keep us straight on the path to heaven. And we trust that the Lord has spoken to you today, dear friend, that humility will be the hallmark of your life, and that pride would be utterly destroyed, that you may gain heaven in all its attendant blessings. Hallelujah. If you'd like to write us, please write via email, contact at elbim.org via regular mail L. Bethel International Ministries P.O. Box 966 Goshen, New York 10924 You may also visit us on the web www.elbim.org Until next time may the Lord richly bless you. Goodbye. God, one.